0: Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo here at its annual gala to be held on Friday, August 6th. Michigan Legacy Art Park will present Detroit artist Lois Teicher with the 2021 Legacy Award. She's one of Detroit's most prolific and groundbreaking artists. She has lived and worked in Detroit her entire life. And she's here now to share with us her story. Congratulations on the acknowledgement Lois on your work.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: I, it's very nice. I'm very pleased. Yeah, very exciting. So, tell us, about, give us a background about your work as an artist. Tell us what you do.
1: Uh, well, I, I've been working for, for 40 years in, in the Detroit area. Um, uh, so uh, at some at some point in my career, I decided to do a lot to do public art to concentrate not exclusively on public art. Um, and so I've been very successful at that. And um, I also I take commissions for individuals and then also create small scale sculpture. Um, at some point in my career, I realized that nature is the great resource for everything. Um, And so I also discovered physics. And so those two realizations, which were very important, uh, has has influenced me over the years. So um, for example, um, something I read about physics is that space, is meaningless without an object in it. So there's a relation. It's about relationships, not just people to people, but objects to space and space to objects. And by that, I mean, it's kind of a difficult concept. If you have a chair, for example, you wouldn't see the chair if there wasn't any space around it or through it. Um, So with that realization, um, I sometimes think of using space as actually as a material. So, um, I could. Do you, wanna, do you yeah, want me to? Keep yeah,
0: yeah, I want to talk about some of the work that you're most known for here in the Detroit area that has earned you this recognition. About your um, large-scale steel sculptures, including the curved form of the Rectangular in Space in 2000. So, tell us about that, and how does that relate to what you're talking about in terms of physics and stuff? Okay. Yes. Well,
1: that, that, um, I was very pleased to get that commission. It was a competition. It's down, uh, behind the DIA uh, adjacent to the scarum club. Um, and so there was an open call, uh, for artists in this area. I think maybe 50 people applied, um, and so, you know, I I always go through many, many ideas and reject, reject them and then keep going. So um, I felt that it was appropriate because it's site specific. It's not just, I don't have, you know, um, I didn't have any, any other piece. It was created for this particular site, the scale, the concept, the background of the Scarab Club with this kind of dark brick. Um, but I felt that it was in the cultural area so that they could understand something that is very abstract. So it's called um curve form with rectangle and space. So uh there's a big rectangle cut out of the rectangle and it's it looks like it fell from the sky or is taking off. And so that's important because the other thing that I the other um concept that I work with is duality, that tension of opposites. And so it it also it looks like it's slowly um, rotating, um, which mimics uh, the planets. So those are those are my ideas and the color, of course, is white and it shows up really well because of the background of the dark bricks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, one, it's one inch steel. I'm sorry. It's stainless steel. Uh-huh. Um, and I had it fabricated cause it weighs a ton. Um, and I'm, I consider myself the brains, the creator and, uh, you know, I go to the, I have fabricators. And so I say, call me when it's done, you know, <laughs> and then it's been powder coated. So, so I have to orchestrate the whole thing. I have to orchestrate the footings, the insulation. You know, the concept, I have to choose the material and all of that. So um,
0: it's very exciting and I love it. So it sounds like Lois said, it's a combination of like engineering too, to be able to to actually engineer a piece like this, not only create it as a sculptor and an artist, but to engineer it. So can you tell us about that? Well, that's interesting because I'm not an engineer. Uh Um,
1: you know, I think of myself as a little kid who grew up in Detroit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you who know, love to make things, uh, uh, but I have a really good instincts for some reason. And the other thing is I do overkill. So, um, it does have a large, large footing. There's a relationship between how tall it is and how, and how much it weighs and how big the footing is. So I, I've learned stuff like that. So it has a huge footing and it has a plate. On the bottom, and then I it has uh J bolts which are stainless steel, they're one inch thick, one I'm sorry, one foot long and five eighths inch thick, so they're really huge. Yeah, Um, and those are embedded in the footing, and then the piece with its plate is placed over those uh J bolts. And that's screwed together. And um, so it looks like it's kind of emerging from the ground. Um, yeah. So
0: it's below the ground just a bit. How long, Lois, does it take you to put something, to do something like this, to finish a project like this?
1: Well, I mean, it can take, I, I did not build this. I don't have, you know, because it's it has to be rolled and it's one inch thick stainless steel. So it can easily take three months uh, for something this large. Of course, each piece is different and um uh but you know it, it, ha- it had you have to wait it's the fabricator has a, you know um an agenda and they're working on stuff and i have to wait till it's my turn and then so sometimes you can wait three weeks four weeks and then they build it then it has to go to the um powder coat shop and so it has to be transported back and forth and then i had to uh <clears throat> Higher installers so anyway so it could take three months four months sometimes one month it depends
0: on the piece and then and then do you have a local art studio that you do most of your work in well i just moved. i was yes i was in
1: i don't know if you know where the atlas building it's across <laughs> from busy b hardware that building which was yeah. filled with artists and i was the last one to leave because it was purchased Um, so I was there for 40 years. And so, wow. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was the last to leave anyway. So I was there, I had welding equipment. I taught myself how to weld. I'm self-taught. Um, and I just did it. I just do what I have to. So I am now in the Eastern market with a smaller studio and which is fine, uh, because I, I still have fabricators, I do a lot of work at, at home I'm in my office creating I work with shape. So um, I create the ideas and small scale models, which I which um, I figure out that how it should be how it should be uh, created, fabricated, and so on. Um, and um, I'm currently working on uh, small smaller scale th- uh, editions of three. Uh, forgot your question, but I don't oh know
0: I no heard. no your studio. Where do you get your? Oh yeah yeah. So
1: your- now I'm in the Eastern Market. It's a smaller studio, and it's mm-hmm. fine because I could do finished work there. But um, I've had a, I've had a, a a studio in Detroit
0: for you know the last forty years. That's incredible. Where do you get most of your inspiration from?
1: Well, you know that that is an interesting question. I, obviously, nature because it's that it, it includes everything. Um, I, I, it's hard, it's a hard, it's hard for me to answer you because it's Uh not that specific Yeah. because I get images that just come into my mind. Of course I'm alive and I see things and I, you know, (laughs) eclipses and, uh, you, you know, petals on flowers and so on, but I don't, it's not. It's, sometimes it is, but very often it's not a conscious thing. It just kind of floats into my mind, and, and then I work with shape. I don't start off. Usually, I don't start off with an idea. I I just work with shape, and 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 all. And in the background is all the stuff I've learned over the years: physics, and you know, and light, and you know, gesture, and and duality. Um, and and time you know and all that stuff is kind of in the background it's so um so it it just kind of evolves uh but i have to say sometimes with the site-specific work um i do look at the environment that that whatever i create is going to be in and i'm Uh kind of informed by the environment i was informed by the dark brick building say at the scarab club yeah and and so that scale had to do with that particular space so um so that's very conscious you know and size of the footing and all that that's very conscious but but the ideas usually just come out of i don't know where (laughs) i'm not sure yeah imagination my whatever whatever's in in me you
0: know yeah we're talking with Lois Teicher today here on Intercommunity. Community. She's a Detroit artist. She's being recognized at a gala to be held in August on the 6th at the Michigan Legacy Art Park. Uh, we'll present her with that uh, uh, 2021 Legacy Award, an artist for four decades. Lois, how did you get your start in art? You know, you've been doing this for 40 years. Where did it all start and how, how has it evolved? Oh God, that's a good question. Well, here here's the
1: thing. I am uh, yeah. I, I won't go into it too much, but I was extremely extremely shy as a child, and I couldn't speak in front of anybody. Any anyway, I was really good at, at art in elementary school. I don't know. I was I was serious back then, and uh, you know, other kids were playing around, and here was Lois. You know, really, her nose to the grindstone in elementary school, making stuff. You know, and. And so that kind of, that theme kind of carried me through. And then we had, next to our house, there was an empty, um, uh, not, a, not really a field, uh, an empty space, and it was overgrown with trees and stuff. And I would, at maybe age 10, I would work in that field, creating all kinds of forts and stuff, and for hours by myself, uh, you know, somehow that really worked for me. Um, And then I was married and I raised children and but I I thought, well, maybe I can go back to school or go to school because I hadn't been to college and just be an art teacher. But then I realized I don't want to be an art teacher. I want to be an artist. Yeah, I always had that inclination to build things three-dimensionally rather than just draw.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you always were into building things where you, um, did you always go into, did you start out as sculpting and what, at that time when you started to go into art?
1: Well, I did. Yes, I did. I, I started out, I wasn't, I did not do a lot of drawing. Uh, I always made things, you know, I started off with some small, um, <clears throat> excuse me, bronze piece that my daughter, Laura has one of them, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. oh. uh, And so, um, let's see, what can I say? So yes, I've always been oriented towards three-dimensional. For some reason,
0: I I don't know. It seems like I was, it just happened, it just is. Yeah, she, she mentioned, Lois mentioned Laura, and many of you recognize the name Laura Teicher by a local reporter, broadcast reporter here in Detroit, a former colleague of mine. We work together uh, on the, uh, as reporters in radio. So that's who she mentioned, Lois, a talented daughter in her own right. Um, and so it's evolved. And so you went into sculpting. And then so today, are you mostly a commissioned artist? I mean, how, what do you do on a regular basis? Well, I wouldn't say
1: mostly because, you know, it, it, um, uh, I, if I get two large scale commissions a year, that would be great. That would be a lot. So um, right now, uh, well, I do have a commission, actually. I forgot about it. I'm doing a piece for Birmingham out, outdoors. Not oh. huge. Not huge. Uh, right on to Henrietta and Maple right by um, oh, what's that called? Uh, I forgot. Um, God, I can't remember the name of the building. But anyway. So yeah, so um so that that's a piece, but I mean it could be my only outdoor commission for the whole year. I don't know. But I I always, always are creating ideas all the time. So I work all the time. So um I just finished a, a small piece in my my studio. So um so I'm both. I would say I'm both. Um, okay.
0: what do yeah. you? Do 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 you have a preference? I mean, do you enjoy the commissioned work, or do you have a preference as an author? I mean, Um, as as an artist. I'm sorry, as an artist.
1: You know, you know that is a good question.
0: I I don't
1: really. I I really enjoy the challenge of site specific work because it does sort of stretch you. You know, it makes you. So you're not just being automatic. I mean, I'm repeating the same thing. You have to take each site. And so I like that challenge. But I also like just coming up with ideas that are not related to any site and then building, actually building them. So I'm not too long ago, I had a show at the Scarab Club in Detroit. A one, a one person, Woman of Steel, they called it. And um, it, it was, and I signed the the beam, and that was a great honor too to sign the beam at the Scarab Club. Um, so that was a one a one person, and it was pieces that were uh, uh, on the wall, but you know, th- kind of three dimension, and then. Also, you know, um, pedestal pieces that were three-dimensional. So I, I, love, I love both, but, but, but I, keep, I keep developing. I, my, doing, my working smaller, my ideas are continuously developing. So one works with the other and so on.
0: So, um, and then w- um, where, do you, where do you see your artwork going forward? I mean, you're doing this for four decades. Is there anything that you would love to do that you haven't done yet?
1: Uh, I think I'm just going to keep going. I'm just, I'm excited. You know, I've been, I feel like I've been hot for 40 years. I'm just, (laughs) you know, and I'm just going to, I just keep developing, you know, my work and it's very exciting. And, um, it, you know, I, I, I would love to do, you know, keep doing commissions and keep doing studio work. Um as long as I can. I'm I'm no spring chicken anymore, but I'm 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 still I'm still able to do it, which is yeah. a wonderful thing. I feel very lucky.
0: Yeah. What um what do you feel about this uh recognition that you're receiving at this awards event in August?
1: Oh, you know, um it it's really absolutely wonderful to be recognized for your work. I mean it it doesn't get much better than that. Um this, this piece at uh, Michigan Legacy Art Park, um, which is kind of, it's a resort, and it, it has 30 acres of, of um, outdoor and, and hiking trails and all that and so on. Uh, but the um, the bonnet, um, as I understood it, this was about 20, 20 years ago, they wanted something for the, um, during the pioneer times and, um, Uh, So I created the bonnet because I didn't see anything that was there to honor women. There were, it was the lumber industry. There were pieces that honored men's work. And um, I just wanted, I didn't want women's work, women's work to be forgotten. So I created this bonnet just with uh, the idea of the pioneer woman, pioneer. And it's, you know, at that time and today too, I mean, it's a mutual thing to survive, you know, men and women need to raise families together and so on. And so uh, it was really important to me not to have women's work and contribution dismissed and ignored. And so that's how the bonnet kind of evolved.
0: Mm -hmm. And then what advice would you have for upcoming artists today?
1: Oh, well, ne- one thing, never give up because it's really hard. Um, and also, you you could do whatever you want. There's no rules. I mean, you don't know, don't some people said, well, you got to draw, you know, you got to draw first or whatever. Uh, nope, I don't. I don't have to. I can do whatever I want. So I would tell P- uh, upcoming artists, for, for one thing, there's a lot of call for, for public art. So it's just incredible, the energy there and the desire all over the country, Uh, especially women. And the other thing for women is, you know, you can do public art and they're not going to pay you less because a budget is a budget. That was one of my thoughts. I'm not going to get 30 percent less because I'm female. Mm -hmm. So just go for it. Do your work. Um, keep working. You have to work hard. You can't just do a couple pieces a year. You got to work really, really, really hard, um, and just just let it happen. And
0: <laughs> that, you know that's a really good point. Um, how often do you continue learning? I mean, you've been in this game for 40 years. How much of that was spent on uh, honing in on your craft and getting better and better and better, not just through practice, but through continued education?
1: Yes, well, well, you know, I went to I have a master's, so that was that was a space, a, t- a time frame. Um, but I, I just I think it's really the individual. I think it's the motivation of the individual. So I, mean, I do continue to learn because I every everything I, I create, I look at it sometimes later and I say, well, what is this about? What is art? What's it for? Who cares? You know, why am I doing this? I, I ask myself questions like that all the time. And so it's like a self challenging thing. You know, I look up stuff all the time or, you know, I read my physics book. I love that. Um, I have conversation with other artists and so on, which the art community is really important. Um, so it's always I mean it's a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent into this and um I don't have any hobbies, you know. I'm I'm just I'm an artist. Yeah. So that's how it goes for me anyway.
0: Yeah, this is who you are. And so um uh at the um gala that's coming up, are you taking your family with you? Who's gonna be there with you?
1: Yes, my family is coming. Um uh, so I'm I'm, I'm pleased that uh, my youngest Josh, all, all three of my kids are are wonderful. By the okay. way, uh, close <laughs> line, they're and they're just wonderful. I'm so pleased uh, that they're so such wonderful human beings. Anyway, they're all going to be there. And they, they, I, you know, it's a mutual thing. I mean, um, uh, their, their work is important. My work is important. I think we have mutual respect and my youngest Josh is a videographer. And so he's done a, a video of my work and he's working on a documentary of, uh, me and my work in Detroit. Ho- hopefully it'll get done one day, you know, and be good for oh, that, Detroit
0: and myself. That's cool. That's yeah, awesome. so,
1: yes, Josh is, is doing that. And my middle son, Noah helps me help me move. And he, you know, and then Laura, you know, does all kinds of stuff and, and coaches me as you know. um, So it's anyway, so they're, they're going to be there. And, and my, and my partner, Natalie, I am a partner, Natalie, and she, and she's a psychotherapist and, and uh, in her own right has her own work, but we talk all the time. And so, I tell the younger people, it's really important to have one person who could look at your work and respond to it and be honest with you. Somebody who's not into power over you, someone who is intelligent and and tell you the truth, because artists sometimes can lie to themselves because they want things to work, but they don't always work. So, so, so that's important.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. What else do you wanna share with our listeners here in the Your Community before we let you go here, Lois?
1: Uh, gee, I don't know, but uh, well, uh, oh, the story that I heard about the bonnet. Okay. Uh, sometime after it was built, I heard the story. A story was that Native Americans in the area found a white bonnet laying on the on the ground. Uh-huh. And this was after I built the bonnet. They looked for the woman to whom it belonged, but I but they couldn't find her. Mm-hmm. So somehow this mysterious curtain uh, current of, of story through time and space entered my intuitive sense. And so, you know, it 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 just came into my head, like I'm telling you. And so I built it. And so um I have a strong intuitive sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, anyway that so can important we, to me anyway
0: yeah how, how, how can we find out more about your work you mentioned a video do you have a website are you on social oh, yeah. media how, how do we find out about you
1: yes yes lois lois teicher sculptor.com
0: is my website lois teicher, And that's spelled l-o-i-s and then t-e-i-c-h-e-r lois teicher sculptor.com thank you l-p-t-o-r.com yep and are you on social media too, Lois? at all, or well, I am. Yeah, I am. I uh, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Yes, okay, great. And so can we see some of your pieces on your website? Yes, absolutely. Great. great. Well, Lois Fisher, it's a pleasure to talk with you and meet you uh, via interview here. I've known your daughter for a long time, so uh, and congratulations for this honor. you It's well deserved. Well, thank you so much. Good to meet you also. Yeah. Good to meet you. If any questions or comments, show topics you want me to get to, you can get to me, Vanessa Denha. You can go to my uh, company, Epiphany Communications and Coaching. You can email me there, or you can go to any of my social media platforms. I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram, and you could private message me there as well. If you have show topics or ideas, and as always, we remind our listeners here on It's Your Community to connect to communicate, and to collaborate with your community. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next time here on It's Your Community. It's Your Community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.